Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dash Radio Show with your hosts, Don Wright DeBrantz and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to tonight's Dash Radio show. I'm Dawn Wright of Brunt and we have Mr. Peter Mingles. Peter's right here. And we're talking about stuff. It's Tuesday and we talk about stuff on Tuesday. Tuesday's our stuff day. It's our stuff day. <laughs> And we were just talking about the kind of stuff that we should talk about on Tuesday. So we could actually talk about the stuff that the kind of stuff that we want to talk about on Tuesdays. But for right now, let's catch up. Have you been? That's right. I never talked to you anymore. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. All right. So catching up. Like this is graduation month, if you know what I mean, for all those people in high school and college. And I got one graduating from high school. It's my last one, and then one graduating from college. So it's kind of like who's moving my cheese all over the place. So it's really mm-hmm. kind of fun and kind of exciting and kind of sad. So it's kind terrifying. of terrifying. Like, I know, have some friends who are right now breathing into paper bags with the emptiness reality that they're looking at in the next ninety days. Yep, it's a tough so, time of year for a lot of people, um, and that might be that's the perfect topic I think for today. Um, sure. And, and so we'll, we'll we'll drill that one down for a bit. Um, for me, um, believe it or not. We found the three other kittens. No way. <laughs> so so guess what I did this morning at 6.30-something or 7.30-something or whatever it was. My face was in a puddle, three inches of water, with mud everywhere. And I'm I'm pulling, like, because we have a six-inch deck that was actually a stage for the wedding. Uh-huh. That's actually a sun deck now. It's like It looks like everybody else's deck except it's on the ground with about, you know, two-by-four or whatever underneath it, a bunch of two-by-fours underneath it. So it's just off the ground. And this brilliant cat had put one 20 feet up in the air and was probably moving the other three 20 feet up in the air because of the oncoming storm and the water that was collecting under said deck, but didn't get that far before we found the one that was 20 feet up in the air and put put them both inside. So last night, my maternal instincts sat dwelling on said kittens that I was convinced had to still be around. Um, and I know that that was just that nurture thing, you know, that that instinctive mommy thing that only that nobody can explain, but only mommies have. And I was connected to these starving kittens, who I created the starving kittens because I brought the mommy inside with one kitten. So I had all of this New York Italian guilt all night long, all the mommy guilt. Texted with the guys until two o'clock in the morning about all the mommy guilt. Woke up this morning and. Went and got Mama Kitty, and she looked at me and looked ahead and looked at me and looked ahead and walked me down the stairs and up the stairs and around the corner and to the deck and looked at me and looked under the deck and looked at me and looked under the deck. And then she went under the deck when I said, go ahead, go get him. And sure enough, (laughs) I'm like, oh, we have kittens. So... I just got rid of puppy number three and found three new kittens. <laughs> there you go. Nature hates a void. Yes, Nature so we have void. four kittens and three puppies and three lasses and two cats, um, two daughters, one son, 
to adopt is Andy and Aaron, and me and Alex make 22. <laughs> all you, all you <laughs> so never mind boat. me and baby makes three. <laughs> all you need is a boat and a flood. So I am not having emptiness syndrome. I'm having no fullness way. syndrome. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, that's interesting. At least it's a happy story for the kittens. Yes. Yes, I'm really happy about that. And everybody was dreading going and looking for them because, you know, we didn't know what we would find. So finding four happy, healthy kittens and uh, and Mama and everybody's up there and we have a little nursing factory. There will be absolutely no pining the empty nest over here at Cashland Guard. So we'll talk about um, what what holes are like when they need filling and, and being very careful about what you wish for because you could end up like me. <laughs> Except I'm really happy about it. You know, a few months ago, Peter, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was empty nesting like crazy. My daughter Susie went away to college, and then she wasn't even going to come home for Christmas, and then she wasn't even going to come home for her summer vacation because she's living with Forrest and they're happy, and now they're playing house. So my first year in college ended up being I'm staying gone. Love you. Send money. And uh, I know what the emptiness looks like. And so I decided, you know, I've never had, I need a kitten. I need a baby. So I got a kitten. And then, well, Chloe got pregnant. And then our feral cat who we feed cat food, Jesus, got pregnant. And now we've got more free creatures and people and and fullness so yeah nature fills the void so you need a kitten <laughs> no. so you're ready in about six weeks <laughs> yeah. but i did see i did see that kitten the way you showed that picture and i couldn't tell with it because it was kind of cute but kind of hidden i really wasn't sure what it was that you were hiding in that blanket it could have been a kitten or some kind of a foreign animal yeah no the, so they don't have tails and I wow. thought, the first one, I thought maybe a coyote got it, and I was afraid to look at the tail, but they're nub-tailed kittens. None of them have tails. They all have little stubby tails. So I have four stubby-tailed kittens, so the wow. father must have been a stub-tailed cat or, or a, a nub-tailed cat. cat. I don't yeah, even know what you call a cat that doesn't have a tail. We have bobcats in this area that either have really bushy tails or, like, next to none. So it's Okay, maybe that. It's like a bobtail cat. Bobtail. Okay, I get it now. So, so there we go. Bobtail. So nature fills a void. So I am looking forward to, I guess, something like that. But you know, for the reality, it was really kind of <laughs> cool. For, for my for my one son, um, he went to a really great school. It was really wonderful watching him do the stuff that he did. And now he's going to be moving forward and going to places get really cold at night. So he's going to be going up to Wisconsin, which is really kind of. Mm. Or kind of different, you know. So yeah. when I had when I had kids, I did, yeah, yeah, I guess so. But when I never, like, I didn't think it through when we had, like, first of all, I wasn't sure we we're going to have kids, and then all of a sudden we had kids, and that wasn't my choice; it was my wife's. But then, um, then I thought, like, don't we always have kids? And I know everybody that's listening to me is like, you guys are like so novice about this stuff. You know, all the people that are a little bit older than me, they're like, you know, yeah, this, you know, we love the drama, but the reality is, it's not going to be that bad. So the scenario, though, is like I never defined my life without having kids in the house in a very noisy home. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm not so sure. You know what I mean? I'm not so sure. You have a lot of you have a big house and a lot of stuff going on. So I'm really not so sure. But I'm sure everything works out, and I'll just bury myself at work, and something will probably happen. We have the little grandbaby who's going to be coming over and all that sort of stuff. But it's kind of interesting how life changes, and I guess everybody goes through it. But this is one for me. Now the tough one is my little daughter, because she's mm-hmm. the baby of the house, and like when she yeah. leaves, like oh my gosh, like oh my gosh. So well, anyways. see, when when Alex and I traveled and I was on my own and the kids, uh, the girls came to stay with Jeff and John went off to the military, I did my empty nesting backpacking Africa. And it took me about six months of that before I'm like, I can't believe I'm crying myself to sleep in Africa because I miss my kids who, when I called them, they're like, yeah, we're playing right now. What do you want? <laughs> and I thought, okay, they miss me when there's nothing to do, but that's like when you're 13 and, and whatever, that's never. That's like once a week they might miss me because they had to go to bed and they didn't want to. Um, right. Other than that, they're having a good time. They're growing up. They're, you know, you know, doing all the stuff that they do. And so I said, well, wait a minute. I am traveling the world right now. I am living my life's dream. Go enjoy it. And with a partner I adore I'm in Africa. Go have fun. Stop crying. Your kids, God willing, will be there, and you will be alive, and you will reunite if all things are the way that they should be. And so go live this life and appreciate and and embrace this life. And to be quite honest with you, that was the first time in 19 years I had been on just me. Like, you know, I was sending some money home, but other than that, that was my only responsibility other than me. And, you know, I got to tell you, Peter, it was fantastic. It was like, oh, my God, I only have one responsibility to myself, and that's to enjoy what I'm doing right now and to experience it to the fullest. And, you know, yeah, call the kids and send home money. But other than call the kids and send home money, it was experience this. Know you. Find you. See you. See this planet. See what the next thing's going to be. Look for it. And there is nothing better as the cure for I'm all by myself and I have nobody to take care of other than me to do than actually taking care of you. Like, I mean, it's an amazing experience if you haven't ever done it, actually foreign, focusing on yourself. <laughs> yeah, foreign for someone, yeah, foreign for someone like me because I can't even the concept. You know, the concept is just... Not even there. Right. You know, always Take care of you. Like, you have a wife, so when when the kids go, she's going to be able to take care of her, and you're going to be able to focus on her, if you, you know, and she's going to be able to focus on you. But being able to focus on self is something that's foreign to most of us. And I think that, you know, what do I want to be? What do I want to do? What What's the next step for me? What, what If I could just... Define this moment and make it anything I want it to be, what would it be? And actually taking the time to do that. And I think that if if all of us did that, you know, at, at any point on any given day, we actually sat down and said, okay, if it's not about anybody else and I could make it anything I want, what will it be? What will this moment be? And what's my five-year plan for me? What do I want it to be? What's my five-minute plan for me? Like, you know, when's the last time I went and soaked in a hot tub and just exhaled? When's the last time I went and and actually thought of what 
I wanted to do, and then I laid it out as far as what it was going to be because it's fulfilling. You know, when's the last time I just sat down and read, read a book? Like, I can't remember the last time I just sat down and read a book. I tried to read a book when I was traveling. Um, I did I did do a little bit of that while I was outside the country with no television and absolutely nothing to do, so 2008. It's 2013. Uh, <laughs> Ridiculous, right? I hear you. I hear you. God bless America. And Something we're supposedly like the lazy culture. <laughs> you know, when I heard that, I was just, you know, when I heard that overseas, I thought to myself, nobody who says that about Americans has ever met one or experienced Americans in America in their day-to-day. Maybe if you meet an American on vacation and you think about our culture, you can think lazy. Maybe. But if you look at you know everyone in Europe and their vacation packages, you know they get a month off to start and then it grows from there, um, and their school's paid for. You're not even expected to work a real job until you're 30. You know, I mean, a lot of the countries in Europe, I mean, it's just unheard of. You're expected to go travel, you're expected to go to college or university, and then you're expected to go ahead and intern and do all these things, and you come out doing a full year, a full month of vacation time every single year and so many things are covered that you're not stressing and freaking out every now maybe Europe is very different with the with the way that their currency is going right now but um you know everywhere else on the planet you know I saw people who knew how to relax and they knew what a siesta was and they knew what um time off because you're doing all of that so you have a life I looked at Alex when we were coming back in the country and said, I don't know if you'll even like me. All I do is work. The person that I am there isn't the person I am here, and I don't know if I want to be the American Dawn anymore. You know, like I actually figured out what it was like to have a life. So as soon as we get back, I want to talk about that because I know that you live the same kind of life I do, and there's a lot of entrepreneurs who will listen to this show who do the same. They just work. So we're going to talk about that when we get back. And Alex is With iWowee, you've got a comprehensive video communication suite that will deliver more power, more impact, and more features than any other option. The iWowee video suite offers all these powerful tools and more. Multi-purpose video email for individualized one-to-one messages. Powerful video conferencing for collaborating many-to-many. Fast, efficient broadcasting for elegant one-to-many communications. There's no complicated separate products, no confusing monthly subscription plans, and no special hardware to buy. If you've got a webcam and internet access, you have all the tools you need to strengthen relationships, expand any business, touch lives, and change the world. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then... Hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show. And we are back, and it's Peter and Dawn talking about stuff. And, um, you know, let's talk a little bit about this, Pete, because I know that... that 
as Americans, as an American business owner and an entrepreneur, I work. And I work 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 and I work. And then I work some more. And I remember in 2007 when I decided I was going on the trip with Alex and I had taken a couple years of semi-retirement sabbatical before then. And I just had some stuff and I needed to work through it. And the trip was for, you know, a defining thing for me is, okay, what do I want to do next? What do I want to do now? A project that just wiped me out. And I just thought, okay. And I gave so much to a project that I needed to go on a 21-month world tour to redefine myself because I had defined it so completely by my projects, my work. And um, I think a lot of Americans do that. And I know that I'm preaching to the choir talking to you about this. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So, you know, what is that? What? When did this happen to us? <laughs> and what you do know, we do about it? You know, one day I, I, I woke up one time and, you know, I just laying horizontal, I said, you know what, maybe this is just me. Maybe this <laughs> Maybe this isn't a phase. Maybe this is just my DNA and the stuff that makes me do the stuff that I do. It makes me the happiest. Although, you know, obviously there's a lot of stress in what we do, or maybe it's just the other, the only the way that we are. But having said that, um, it's a different lifestyle than most people, I think, are accustomed to because we're always moving, we're always creating, we're always doing stuff, we always happen to be the center of the hub of a whole bunch of other things. Um, so that little quiet time, that 21-month little, like, reprieve from that sort of stuff was kind of nice that you had the experiences of that so you could say hey I was able to do that but then we usually go back to our regular norm and would be out of balance if you will um, unless we have something pulling us back in that general direction like for guys like me I'm going to say Dawn you know what I really do think that on my very last day I'll probably have a things to do list that's not complete you know, and be, happy with, and be happy with that you know what I mean and maybe that's the stuff that keeps me going that much longer so for all those people, as long as you have something to do, you have a, usually a tendency of sticking around a little bit longer, which is one of the reasons why most people do probably die after a birthday or a holiday or a wedding or whatever their goal might have been. I think I'm going to live forever because... Because <laughs> you're just never going to be done. I'm never That's gonna a good be way done. of seeing it. Yeah, never going to be done. Never going to be done. So... I think that's just the genetic makeup of people like maybe me or maybe like people like you, but it sometimes is not healthy to be only like that all the time. So if you're not, you know, smelling the roses or taking a look at the beautiful things that might be happening on a regular basis, you kind of miss it. And one of the things that I've always, I think, prided myself on is whether it's a morbid or a reality way of thinking of things, I always anticipate that, you know what, at any given time, this could be it. This could have been my last day, so I'm going to, like, use it the best way I possibly can, but enjoy it as well. So I could see beauty in just about anything, whether it's a flower or a bug or a a comedy or a situation or an event, all those types of things I kind of like, if it was like a fruit, I kind of suck it dry. You know, it's like if it's an orange, by the time we'd be done, there would be just the peel left behind. You know, and and the reality (laughs) is is that we (laughs) we just use it up. I mean, use it up, not taking it, but just, man, it's there, just let's go use it. So that's always been a little bit of my philosophy. So, yeah, really work hard, but enjoy the process and every part of it. So I think Well, and it's good that you do that. And, you know, I'm a seasoned person. Like, I run, 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 work, 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 and then I take five years off. Mm -hmm. Like, and I've done that because I've looked and said, you know what, 
I the last one when I looked back in 2007, I said I hadn't taken a vacation in 12 years. And so in 2006, when or 2000, I think it was 2005 and a half, is when uh, I had finished one project, and uh, and I said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and uh, when so when the whole feminine thing had just gone to the whatever, uh, I said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and just take some time off. I'm going to figure out what the next thing is. I got to find my passion again because I lost my passion with that project. I was very passionate very excited didn't want to do anything that wasn't full of passion and um and travel had always been my dream i always wanted to go do it and i thought you know what i don't have to do anything right now i have some money in the bank so i can make the trip i looked over at alex and said how do you feel about backpacking the world and he said are you serious let's go and that was it that was our decision and we made the choice and we defined the moment that was my bucket list. That was at 20 years old, I had said I wanted to do a world tour. I wanted to backpack Europe. I wanted to this, I wanted to that. And so we made the jump. We made the trip. And you know what? We didn't have a lot of money. I think I had $400 when we landed in England, which was way not enough money. Or actually, I think it was like it became 400 pounds, which was still way not enough money. Um, and we we had to like rely on ingenuity and the kindness of strangers and do some fun things until we got our next paycheck. And uh, or you know I was I was living on a, a stipend on a month a weekly stipend that I had set up. And so it was it was an adventure. And I think really that's what that's what when the empty nest moment occurs for people. And and like I'm watching a friend of mine deal with it, and I'm watching somebody who I lectured two nights or three nights ago about how she hadn't been with another human being in a romantic relationship in seven years. I found this out over Christmas. She had been, she's been living for her kids so completely, and then she became a nurse. So she could what? Live for other people while she worked too and do nothing but care give and care give and care give and care give. And, and now <clears throat> her kids are going to go away. And I went, you know, it's time to look at you and say, what's going to be good for me? It's time. And I think so many people need to do it. You know, I think it's it's like, I think that it's it's imperative for people to be healthy, that they have that moment and they actually take the time to say, okay, what's in this lifetime for me? What's in it for me? Because you might get all of what fulfills you from your work. I have defined myself with my work and then I've had to go and redefine and I've gone and I've I've re I've recreated and reinvented myself so many times that I don't even know if you can call it that anymore. But I think it's so like there's people I can just feel that there are people out there that so so much need to look and say what is in this life for me? Right? I mean they're good people and they're like they're they're going and they're taking care of everybody else so often all the time that that's the most important thing, that that's the next step for them. That this summer is gonna be all about preparing themselves, watching their kids go here or go there or do this or do that and then it's gonna be that moment of how can I take care of me and how can I love me? Because once you can figure that out, you know, so many so many of the dark spaces go light then, you know? 
the dash becomes bigger, I think, That's when true. we can love ourselves and take care of ourselves. That's true. And and what about our businesses, you know? If you can actually think of how it is to take care of yourself, maybe you can also go ahead and, and figure out what other people are going to need out there and come up with the next thing that's going to that's gonna be fulfilling, you know? Um, that last coach that we had, um, um, oh, Chick, Alpha Chick. Yeah, Dwayne. You know? Her yeah. name is Mal Maldwin. Yeah, I mean, so many people get so completely lost that they go they go looking for themselves in the bottom of a bottle. They go looking for themselves in the, in, in in all sorts of alternative places because they're just so scared and so lost. And um, I don't know. I just have a feeling. I know that for me, it was all about finding what was going to be fulfilling for me. And um, and I know that for you, it's it's got to be the same thing for all of us, right? Yeah, I guess so. You know, for me, I've always been the type of person relative to, you know, um, you know, how do we define ourselves? We defi- you know, this could be a fatal flaw, but we define ourselves by the people we take care of. So I have a, you know, we we build the business and I love to build a business cuz it gives me a chance to build my creativity and we push and we stretch and the technology changes and it's frustrating and I liken our lives many times to sliding down that hill on the toboggan, you know, like we start up on the top, it's snowy all over the place, and we go, wow, and like, <laughs> hold on, you're either going to get out of the way or you're coming in the toboggan, and if we hit you, <laughs> sorry, and we just go, whoom, and by the end of the day, people watch us from the outside, and they say, holy cow, and we're screaming, and we're kind of like, oh my gosh, are we going to make it, and we do somehow at the end of the day, and it's all done, and we're really wiped out, and then we climb right back up and say, that was fun. Can we do that again? And we're like, oh, are you really sure? <laughs> that's, that's just kind of like the way it is. And I like that. Like, I kind of like that, even though, you know, it hurts sometimes and you're bouncing around and you're not sure if you're going to make it. But that's kind of like the fun part of it. So that's kind of like the stuff that, at least at this level, um, really kind of turns me on. And we have a whole bunch of people that kind of work around with us the same way. And the cool thing is about it, it's supposed to help people. So it's all about helping people. I could never have the same enthusiasm if we weren't helping people. So that's really, I think, the, the driving force that recharges my batteries and keeps me going a lot. Now, on the personal side, I was not anticipating, like, kids would grow up and, like, move out. Like, that wasn't even, like, whoa, how could I have missed that blind spot? Like, I thought you always have kids that, you know, and I know this is, you know, I know that they grow up and I know they go to school and eventually they do things. And some parents are like, I wish they would get out of here. But right now the kids that I have at home, I want at home. You know, it's like, wow, this really kind of is going to be an interesting thing. And I know it always changes. And one of the things that kind of keeps me going is the delusion that every I'm really kind of like a sentimental person. So when I go to my daughter's uh, concert for the very last time ever, like, I'm real big on the drama part. For the last time ever in my life, I will be at my daughter's senior concert. Like, this is it. This is the last one. Like, there will never be one more last concert. That kind of really got me down. And then I'd say, but when one door closes, another one opens up. So that's the only delusional concept that I have that really kind of gets me from being super sad during those times. So, yeah, it'll be the last one, but it also opens up so I can go to her first concert maybe when she's in college. And when I went to my son's last concert he'd ever do at the university he would ever be at, and when I was stepping on those, you know, 
trails as we were leaving, and I was like, you know, this is the last time you'll ever walk past the cafeteria as a college senior. Like, the next time you come back, you're trespassing. So <laughs> <laughs> It's so, so weird. It is weird. It's like, you know, why is it like this way? Why can't it kind of stay the same? But at least you have the understanding that there's going to be a whole bunch of firsts as well. Well, so, I think because if there wasn't a situation where you'd be trespassing, you would end up with the guys like um, Matthew McConaughey in, in that movie, I don't know if it's Dazed and Confused or whatever, uh-huh. um, uh, where – where the guys who, you know, they're out of college, but they're still dating high school seniors, yep. you know, if it Half wasn't baked. trespassing, they would never grow up. The people who right. don't want to make the transition, who aren't looking forward to those things. Like, I know for me, when I was in high school, I was waiting for the day I was 18 and I could move into my own apartment. I had a great home life. Great home life. Only child, had anything that I ever needed or wanted, had very, very supportive parents, never had major issues, could stay at my friend's house whenever I wanted to, but I was dying for my independence, just like my daughter. My daughter Susie has a fantastic home reality and a just super, super supportive family and a great environment. She loves to be here, but she also just really wanted her own little nest. That was really important to her. There are other people who just like, they're like, you know, dig in, they stake it, they're just like, I'm not leaving, you can't make me go. <laughs> and without those rites of passage and those defining moments that the next time you're trespassing, those people would never leave, Peter. They're the lingerers. That's probably, that's probably true. <laughs> All right, we have a commercial break. We'll be right back. Do you run a home-based business? Are you looking under every rock for your next superstar diamond in the rough? Are you looking for leads in all the wrong places? Look no more. If you're a seasoned entrepreneur, you know that you need the right tools in place to run your online business effectively. If you're brand new at your business and you are looking for top-notch training that will take you and your sales team to the next level. For email marketing, autoresponders, lead management systems, and more, Network Leads is what you need to prospect, communicate, manage, and support your customers and sales organizations. Just go to www.networkleads.com forward slash the dash radio and register for your free lead management system today. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, Hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show. Hello, welcome back to The Dash. We're talking about the emptiness and taking care of oneself and the overly fullness and... Um, and what it all looks like, um, because, you know, some sometimes your dash can get really super overcrowded or you could be rattling around like a tumbleweed inside it. And, and it's an ebb and flow, right? It's an ebb and flow. I don't think that, I mean, I guess some people come into life solo and leave solo. And some people come into life in a very crowded room and they might very well also leave in a crowded room and they don't have a whole lot of ebb and flow, I'm sure there are people out there without the ebb and flow because there's always the exception to the rule. But 
I mean, I have seen that my life has that, like, lots and lots and lots of people totally full. Oh, my God, there's just one too many people in my space, too many people in my space right now. And then there's, wow, where did everybody go moments? And then they come back. And it's not always the same people. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Um, do you ex- experience life that way? I do, certainly. I, to, when you're describing these things, I think, in different colors, like sometimes our lives are very colorful, they're very vibrant, and there's a whole bunch of activity. And then every once in a while it kind of fades to black and white for just a little bit, but that's not the normal state. It's usually very colorful, very vibrant, a whole bunch of stuff going on, and I think that's the way I like it. Now, the cool thing, Dawn, is we have the opportunity to be able to have these wonderful situations and things, things like this without any really major problems. Like, we, we're we so fortunate that we don't have, like, major problems. Like, people in o- Oklahoma, uh, houses torn up, their mm-hmm. livelihoods totally destroyed. My heart breaks for the parents with young children. So we have the blessing and the good fortune of being able to have these as, quote-unquote, our challenges, which are not challenges at all. We work with a lot of people from foreign countries who have problems every day, finding food, finding help, finding or dealing with all the horrible predatory practices maybe about people around them. So for anybody listening in, even from overseas or wherever they might be, we are absolutely positively aware that these are just little whining, venting little sessions relative to the grand theme of things because there's a whole bunch of issues that could be worse. Could be illnesses, could be deaths, could be all that sort of tragic situations, whether natural or man-made, who knows. But I I just like to say that, you know, we have the perspective to realize that this is not the worst thing that ever happened your kids ever growing up. No, very true. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, there's so many places out there that uh, they have so many more disadvantages, you know. And, I mean, Oklahoma got taken to its knees yesterday and we're sitting in Arkansas watching this happen and and uh it was like a light show last night at two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock. The dogs were on top of me. I'm going, thank God I live in a brick house. And and the kittens that I left outside were in that storm that I was that 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 guilt I was telling you about. Of course I would take the mother in during this treacherous storm and then be thinking about the kittens that I knew I had that and I didn't know they were there, I just knew that they had to be there. And you know, I think about how worried I was about kittens and I think about my you know, my daughter was driving home last night and she got caught in it. And, you know, we all get so lucky, and, and we don't know. We don't know if we get tomorrow. You know, that's just really the bottom line. So, you know, people are looking at <clears throat> right now the emptiness thing that's coming up, and, and they're looking at what the next phase of life is going to be for them. And we can go ahead and put all sorts of stuff into that bag, you know, worried about the future, with, worried about the lack of definition of the future. I'm way more grateful for the moment than I am worried about the future. I think that something inside me shifted a few years back where um I did I did a thing with Sai and there was this thing that we did and it was um it was it was a really it was called This Is It is what it was called. And it was a it was a process. It was a personal development process. And it was one of those things that you get this mirror held up in front of you where you get to examine a situation. 
And and I think that I realized during that moment, and, and I think because of all of the loss that I experienced in my life, Peter, you know, you have enough people suddenly, unexpectedly die on you. And I say on you. I mean that that wasn't their objective. It was just <laughs> they they left this planet early and unexpectedly, and I loved them dearly, and they were part of my day to day every moment. Um, but if that happens enough times, you start to realize this is it. This might be the very last time I see you. And you know that for many years ended up being something that really was a very unsettling thing for me. I mean, I got to tell you, I went through my stuff with it where, you know, I I had my, you know, clingy times in my life where I was afraid to be left alone. I couldn't tolerate seeing people leave and get on a plane or get on a train and leaving me. I was fine with leaving them, but I was really not okay when they were leaving me, which was an interesting psychology that I'm sure we could explore deeply. (laughs) But when it comes right down to it, you know, I think that, Every single moment is so precious, and and when we get to actually operate in now, right now, um, it's a really it's a gift, you know. And and everybody in Oklahoma who didn't have tomorrow, you know, it, it's it's something that I just hope that every single day I live my life in pure gratitude for every moment that I've got, and that. You know, I I hope there's stuff left to do on my business to-do list and not a single thing left to do on my make sure you call Dad and tell him you love him list. That's the thing that I hope. Absolutely. And I think um, one of our recent guests kind of uh, addressed that stuff as well as far as maybe some of the issues that he was having maybe with past experiences, and that was the drummer from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Danny Serafini, he was like, listen, i got to let it go. So he actually rekindled some of the relationships that he had because he wasn't harboring that grudge. And uh, look at the great things that he's doing right now. Which, by the way, his yep. album, new album is really cool. I listened to it and bought it and all that other sort of stuff. Where it really kind of you got up. it already? Oh, well, I think, well, I bought the, um, I bought what he said, and I think I bought it twice. So I don't know if I bought the right one or the wrong one. But whatever one I listened to after I downloaded it was just absolutely phenomenal. I've been waiting for mine. It said that it shipped, but I'm like really jealous because I didn't get the download yet. I haven't yet. Yeah, and that's probably my, my fault. It's probably in my junk folder for three days. Could be. Oh, I got it. Yeah, I got, <laughs> I I got was, the download I right away. It while we were on the show. So. Yep. Ordered it right away. Now, that was an interesting thing because I remember you were speaking about like that band Chicago yep. and how I was talking about how my friend, one of my best friends when I was growing up, I said, you know, I could listen to that music and it brings me right back to that time. So I kind of define that like it's almost like a GPS for that m- memory for me. And you mentioned something about your mom. Like you remember like, oh my gosh, I can hear that. And then there I am right away. Like it brings mm-hmm. you right back into that time. Mm-hmm. So that was really kind of a special moment. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I think that music has done that for me my whole life. You know, I the the bands for my mom were Sticks. We went and saw Sticks. I took her to see Barry Manilow. She was in love with Barry Manilow. Oh my God! We listened to the Carpenters. We listened to Barry Manilow. We listened to John Denver. Never got to see him. Never got to see um, the Carpenters. Clearly, for obvious reasons, I was too young when they both died. But when it came down to Sticks and Barry Manilow and then Chicago, um, those were incredible shows. 
because I saw them with my mom. And, I mean, everyone else was like, oh, my God, I can't believe we're going to see Barry Manilow. And I'm like, oh, my God, my mother's going to lose her mind. Her eye's going to pop out of the socket. I'm going to put it back in, you know. <laughs> this is a big deal. And, you know, there's just these incredible things connected to music for me. And uh, and smell, you know, I smell a memory often. Uh, I can, you know, I can open up a can of uh, of iced tea mix and smell my grandmother's kitchen, and I have all of these little connections to smell. So sound and smell is is are really big ones for me. Do you do that? Do you smell memories? Smelling not as much. Um, the music definitely, without a doubt. Smelling not, okay. I don't think as much. Yeah, not not as not. Some yes, but not a, not a, not as predominant. For me, it's a lot of visual stuff as well. I'm, cool. I think I'm more visual. All righty, so we're going to talk about Waka Rusa. Yes. Speaking of music, we are talking about Waka Rusa and Thunder on the Mountain. We're going to be there. Um, are we Are we rolling on to a break right now, or can yeah, we, we talk we about? Few, we got a few. Okay. So so well, actually, no. I think it's time for a break. Three minutes. Okay, so I can do a little Waka Waka. So Waka Rusa is a music festival that my family does every single year. And when we came back into the country, Alex and I had started Savage Traders and SavageTraders.com. And we started this little jewelry gig, and uh, we went into manufacturing in Nepal. And so when we, we fell in love with the music festival scene because we love music and there's nothing like sunshine and your favorite bands and three days worth of just incredible music and lots of really fun people dancing in the sun and uh, and and just enjoying life. And really that's what a music festival is all about. And so we came back and we became vendors at music festivals. And Wakarusa is in Ozark, Arkansas. It's up on the top of Mulberry Mountain, and it is such a fantastic show. I think, like, we've been doing festivals for years. It is truly my favorite show worldwide. Um, it's the best one I've ever been to to date. Um, I've enjoyed a lot of music festivals for different reasons. I have not been to some of the ones that I've been hearing about down here, so I have to get to some, some new ones, and I'm dying to go to Burning Man. But Wakarusa is at www.waka, W-A-K-A, Rusa, R-U-S-A dot com. And uh, it's just good people, fantastic headliners this year. Um, every single year that we've been there, we've just had the most fun. And uh, and last year, Barb and, and her daughter Madison came, and, and I'm trying to get Barb to hop on a plane on Friday and, and come down when she gets out of Bullringer Ingelheim <laughs> to, come, to come for Wakarusa next week. But it's going to be a blast. And then this year, we decided, because my daughter Emily is a big country western fan, and so is Jeff, and they both said, but Toby Keith is coming. So we went and, and we extended so that we could be there for the back-to-back music festivals for Thunder on the Mountain, which is a country western deal. And uh, it's it's some really great headliners. So we're going to be two weekends of music and sunshine up on Mulberry Mountain. So that's Thunder on the Mountain and, uh, and Wakarusa. It's going to be a blast. And we'll uh, we'll talk more right after the break. Are you in a run about your taxes? No more with this simple template. Your business deserves the best, and so do you. Try our simple bookkeeping formula. You'll look organized, find your receipts, and you might even get a write-off. One thing is for sure, you'll thank us. 
visit bit.ly forward slash the dash taxes. That's bit.ly forward slash D-A-S-H taxes. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show. And we're back. And I have to blame my messing up the commercial break just now on internet lag and <laughs> and my not being able to see as good as I used to and thinking that something said 30 when it said 38. You know, I need Geritol or something. 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 <laughs> so, we're doing, so you're doing the Wakarusa thing, which is always a highlight of the year, although it happened yeah. like so fast. I can't believe it's yeah. actually been a year. I know. It's crazy. Yep. Yeah, and, and what's really cool about it is, like, my whole family goes. We get set up our booths. We have we bought a bunch of Electrofur last year. So if anybody wants to check out what Electrofur is, you can go to electrofur.com. It's very cool. And these guys were our neighbors last year, and they had all of these hoods that, you know, light up, and they glow with this white fur, and it's really fun at a music festival to be the glowing people. And so last year we were the glowing people, and we had an absolute – blast at Wakarusa and um until so we got a bunch of electrofur so we're going to have electrofur at our booth and we're going to have all of our jewelry and we have stuff coming in from Nepal and we have like handbags that are hand felted and and recycled silk that should be on its way and all sorts of cool stuff so we 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 got a bunch of fun stuff and we're heading up on the mountain and it's my family's way of being able to go and have a ridiculously great time together um Music festivals in the campgrounds can be a little crazy. You know, they can be a little dirty, a little crazy. You know, you get a lot of people, they're having way too much fun, and they're not really paying attention to certain, you know, cleanliness factors. And so I'm a bit of a snob when it comes down to that stuff. So I love being a vendor. I get to watch and experience the music festival from my own booth in my own space. People come and they look at our beautiful things and they go, oh, that's so nice, and we can offset the cost of the family vacation by going ahead and 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 having a vendor's booth. And so it's work, but it's play, and we, we just absolutely love to do it together as a family. And, you know, that's something that i got to say. You know, like there's a lot of people out there that are struggling. They're going, we can't afford vacation this year. We can't go on some tropical. It's $20,000 for a family of four, a family of six especially. It's $24,000 to be able to go to Club Med, Okay. Like, I've been looking at some of these vacations, and no matter how much money I make in a year, I look and say, $24,000, what? Are you kidding me right now? I mean, you know what you can buy for $24,000? And granted, I know that there are memories that you just can't ever buy. Um, you know, you can't put a price on the, the memories and the miracles and, and the moments in our life, and I completely understand and agree with that. And at the same time, I've never had more fun than I have with my family at a music festival where we have a booth together and we enjoy each other's company and we dance and we sing and we laugh and we ate way too many bowls of festival food and way too many pizzas and uh, and we meet all sorts of incredible people. So 
if you're looking for something with you to do with your family and you're going, gosh, you know, we really can't do this $24,000 ridiculous thing, go check out what your local music festival is going to bring to your neighborhood. Or if, you have to, if people drive 14, 15 hours to get to a great music festival, look and see where your favorite bands are going to be and, and go and enjoy one. I, I can't recommend enough going to a show. Have you ever been to a music festival, Peter? Not recently. It's been a, I hate to say it, it's been a really long time. You know, those are the types of things I used to do when I was a kid. You know, we go to all the concerts. I was in New York, and so there was Madison Square Garden, the Coliseum and stuff like that. But we didn't have those types of things in New York, you know, where we mm-hmm. were. And then I don't know if I've ever been to one of the ones like you're referencing. So, you know, you go to the county fairs that they over over here, and there might be a band, but not a, whole, not a full-fledged thing. And it's been oh, a long time. I, we're going to have to kidnap you. Yeah, it's worthy. I, I suspect it's got to be something that we should do. Absolutely. Well, you know, if you could get over here, I've got an extra ticket. There we go. There we go. Okay. <laughs> I, um, when you're going to Wakarusa, I'm making my miracles watching my my daughter graduate. Oh, that's right. We have yes. graduation. So we I could graduation. skip out, but I think she wouldn't like me doing the FaceTime thing at her graduation. Yeah, no, probably not. So tomorrow's like her last. <laughs> yeah. So tomorrow's like her last day at school. Do you remember the last day of high school? Oh like, yes. I was really excited. <laughs> Do you remember how excited you were? I was like, I was kind of excited and kind of bummed in the same aspect because I knew I was probably saying goodbye to some people I'd never see again for like forever. So I don't know if I get the morbid side of me or whatever, but I was kind of really excited about graduating and the fun times we were having. But, you know, as I was signing the yearbooks, if you remember, if like doing stuff like that, I'm like, you know, hey, listen, it's been a great life. I mean, we were here together and we had so much fun, but I knew we'd never be doing this again. Like, this was it. Like, the chapter was closing. We couldn't do the stuff that we were ever going to do in home ec or gym or whatever it would be. And that was kind of interesting but kind of sad, too. See, for me, most of my friends were older than me, mm-hmm. and they had all already moved. And, and they, I was going to Central Connecticut State University on the weekends for my boyfriend at his college, and all of my friends were in different places. And my three best friends were, like, they were no longer in school. So I just, you know, I was, like, waiting and waiting and waiting to be done so that I could go be with everybody that I was already missing because they had already gone. Right. <laughs> So I had a totally, and I'm glad that I had my experience because yours sounds sadder. I wouldn't have liked that. It was really kind of mixed feelings because you know you're just kind of conscious, like when you said you were saying goodbye to people. So right. I was, I knew that I was saying goodbye to people that we could never recreate that environment. So we had a blast. I got to tell you, we had a blast. We made sure that we milked every minute that we had. So we had fun. We were productive, but we had fun. But in the same aspect, I knew that some parts of that was going to end. So and you know it and it did, but I guess I learned a long time ago that sometimes those relationships are somewhat temporary. So anyway, so back to I have a, a more of a thought-provoking question for you. You ready? Mm-hmm. So we had some things in the in the news that we just sometimes we talk about stuff. You know, we we heard about we talked about taxes and Apple and the challenges with Apple not paying there. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> like That's like an right. oops, right? I mean, did they yeah. not listen to Bob Adams or oh. any of our guests? No, they did it. They did it every <laughs> Clearly they don't have tech, but... <laughs> yeah, no, well, they didn't need it because they figured out how to do stuff overseas. Like, they didn't break any rules. They just played the game better. 
So Bob Adams would be saying, yay, Apple, you did a nice job. How in the world did you not pay corporate taxes on $74 billion? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> did we not pay that? I swear yeah, no, the check's in the mail. Right? No, they didn't have to because they kind of they knew the rules of the game. Mm-hmm. So there's there's one thing that there's a lot of stuff with technology going on, but there was something that happened in the news that just totally I wasn't paying attention to until it happened, and that was the Angelie, Angelina Jolie thing, where she made a really proactive decision and had a double mastectomy. That I was pretty like wow, like wow. When I read that, I'm like whoa. Talk about a defining moment and stuff like that. So do you have any comments about that? If you know well, what I mean. I mean- yeah, uh, I think that it's a super, super smart move when facing cancer and you have an option, you know what I mean? I, I pre- and, and with the reconstructing and the capabilities that Angelina has to just buy new breasts, um, as terrible and as horrible as the surgery is, um, you know, to go ahead and... and to choose in and to say, you know what, this is not defining me. I am still dropped it, gorgeous, absolutely beautiful. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to undergo this and I'm going to make the decision that's going to save my life. And then I'm going to go ahead and I'm not going to let all of this be wrapped up in uh, in in what people tend to wrap things up in. I mean, I think it was a brave and amazing decision. And I think that Angelina has actually been brave and amazing in a lot of situations. You know, I was, um, uh, it was an interesting decision, and you know, faced with that decision, I was um, um, like, I was flawed. If, if when I say flawed, not surprised, but so respectful that she took charge of her life. Like she said, here's the numbers, here's the information, here's the tough decision, here's why I'm doing. At least this is the stuff that we hear. So I thought it was something that was just like one really great example of how someone took charge of their life. And I don't know all the details, so maybe I might be misguided. But to make such a personal decision, and I know you can recreate stuff, but the idea of just actually doing that to your body to be able to make sure you're around for your kids, I thought was uh, somewhat of of heroic decision with the lack of information I know about it. But I just well, re- basically, her, she had an 87 percent chance right. of having cancer, and now she is down to a f- under 5% chance. Right, um, You know, not having cancer and making that decision is pretty ballsy. I mean, you got to say it, you know. Um, because I'm at high risk for something, I'm going to go ahead and face my, you know, face my demons and, and go ahead and eradicate even the possibility um, you know that's that's it, it takes a lot for somebody to do that, and I think that it's pretty amazing that she was allowed to do that. Um, you know, I I think that if just Joe off the street, you know, Joanne off the street walked in and said, "Hey, I want you to give me a double mastectomy because I'm at risk of having breast cancer," they would look at her like, uh, "No," you know. And I guess there's some things that money can buy, you know. Right. You know. Um, I didn't know that the, a double mastectomy was elective. I did not realize that. You know that, that so there's a lot of things that uh, that are really fascinating about it. Um and and you know preventatively it's 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 a bit like you wonder, wow, what what would it take for a woman to actually make that decision? I mean, you'd almost have to be terrified of cancer 
you know? Absolutely. Well, she, you know, we're not inside her head. We're sitting here. Mm-hmm. It's more like gossip what we're doing right now because we don't know all the facts. But the reality is, if you take a look at it, she had her young kids. She says, "I wanted, my mom died of cancer, um, and it's a horrible way to go, and her mom died early. I have this mutated gene, which kind of defines me to say whether the math is right or wrong, a high probability of my life being cut short as a result of that. So just the heroics of actually going through the process is something that had to be a really, really, really tough decision. So when we call our show the dash and the stuff that happens before and the stuff that happens, you know, at the end and then how you define your moment, I really took a look at that as a situation that says, you know what, she proactively defined her dash. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So just huge levels of respect for whatever decision she made and why. It just it was something that I thought, you know, it doesn't happen all the time. It totally floored me. She could have made a big drama about it. You know, we could have had polling like we do on American Idol, like should she, shouldn't she? But it happened, and she told us when it was over, and it was just kind of a, neat, a, a unique thing and a great, and just an interesting lesson, certainly a conversation point to begin with. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think that it's a pretty amazing thing that, uh, you know, that she was allowed and able to do it. And And I think that's really the... The thing, you know, that's not something that an insurance company, I don't think, is going to go ahead and approve for your average person. But if you're in a position to go ahead and and look at a situation and and say, you know what, I don't ever want to have to do that. I don't want my kids to have to face it or face life without me. You know, my mom died at 46 of a massive heart attack. Um, you know, her her mom lost first one breast, then the second breast, and then she lost a third of or one a third of one of her lobes of one of her lungs. Then we found out that the cancer was in the other lung, and this was over a ten or fifteen year period. But just you know, if if there's a way to avoid this preventatively, it takes a lot. I mean, courage uh, beyond all courage to go ahead and 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 do something that intense. Uh, preventatively but um yeah i mean it's pretty amazing that she was able to do it and it's it's definitely a move of courage for sure it's a it's uh one of those decisions to actually go through the whole entire process was somewhat amazing um Mm -hmm. and again we don't know all the details so some of this stuff is a little bit conjecture on our part but cancer sucks Mm mm-hmm absolutely all right, and so, uh, and and her and Brad are back together. I'm reading here. That's I'm actually, thing. that's pretty I, amazing. <laughs> I didn't know. You see what happens when I'm not paying attention to yeah, the entertainment yeah. column. Well, when you're minding your own business. Yes. <laughs> yes. When you're focused <laughs> in minding your own business, you don't worry about these things. So it's yeah, been it's been a busy week. We have a we've we're going to have a, a big finish. Obviously, for the month, you're starting something new. You're going to do the Wakarusa stuff. Another thing. You got you know new additions to the radio show. I'm planning on the next two or three months to figure out how I'm going to squeeze as much of my kids' lives into my life as much as I possibly can in the process of then moving them out in August. So I'm looking forward to just having a blast and taking advantage of the great weather and living a life. Yep, absolutely. And you know we'll talk more. We've we've just um, we've just moved forward with the company that uh, we're going to do some pretty incredible stuff with that, that everyone in the dash is going to be hearing a lot more about. So we'll we'll start talking about that next week. And uh, thanks so much, everybody, for for visiting and sharing your dash with us. We'll talk to you again tomorrow, same time, same bet channel. See you then. Bye.
Thanks for listening to the show. At The Dash, we know that your time is precious, and your choosing to spend it with us means a lot. To get reminders for our live shows, click follow on the top of any show. Also, subscribe to our blog for articles, inspirations, and great products and services for your ever-growing business at thedashradio.com. For upcoming mobile experience, text DASH to 37404, and don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thedashradio. Again, thanks for spending some of your Dash with us. We look forward to talking with you again soon.